What's going on, everyone? Welcome to a Villanova basketball recap edition of the Did You Hear podcast. I'm Patrick Zhang. Emma Houghton is not available today, so I will be the one to break down Villanova's 54-52 loss at the hands of the Providence Friars at the Duncan. That was an ugly one, to say the least. Not a pretty game to watch for both sides. And you know, going into it, it was already not going to be a normal game for Villanova. They already had the Big East regular season title wrapped up as well as the number one seed in next week's Big East tournament. So you would say this game doesn't matter too much heading in, but of course, I think all of us were very intrigued with how the Wildcats would look without their leader, without their star, and Colin Gillespie, who is down for the year with the torn MCL. And you know, the first returns were not pretty whatsoever. And unfortunately, to compound that issue, the major story coming out of this game is that Justin Moore also went down with an injury in the first half. A sprained ankle is what it looked like there. He did not return for the rest of the game. And now the offense wasn't exactly flowing when he was in there, but it certainly didn't really flow very well uh, for the rest of the game either. I thought things looked very sloppy moving around. There were some, they didn't turn it over too often, only finished with eight, which is right around that season average, but the crispness just wasn't there. There wasn't these nice cuts or, or movement and passing. It just, it was not a is not the Villanova offense that we were used to seeing. And you know, that's that's understandable without Gillespie running things at the point. But I think we really saw it in this game and what was very, very unpretty. The biggest stat that I think we can take away from that is that your team leader in assists was Chris Argentianakono, who I will talk about in a little bit, who finished with two assists. Otherwise, everyone else had one. That's just not acceptable, and that's not good enough, and I think that is a huge reason why Villanova really struggled today to be able to get going on offense. You know, what was interesting about this game is that you can kind of look at it in two ways. You can look at it that Wright was experimenting with his lineup, or you can look at it in that Wright has kind of gone over the edge with with a couple of these guys in that... Cole Swider only played 15 minutes after starting the game. Caleb Daniels only played 20 minutes. Yes, he did have four fouls, but he only played 20 minutes, and he didn't see him late. We saw uh, Brandon Slater play 29, Brian Antoine play 22, Eric Dixon got in for seven, and Chris Archidiakono played 25 minutes. It's an interesting thing to watch because we've talked about it all year. I believe Cole Swider is a liability out there on the floor. I think we saw that he played very poor defensively, was not knocking down shots. And then Jay pulled him for, for the rest of the game and really didn't see any Swider. And Caleb Daniels is just, he is the key for Villanova moving forward, especially with Gillespie down. We don't know the severity of Justin Moore, but let's assume that Justin Moore can come back uh, at some point this season. They need more regardless from Caleb Daniels. He needs to be able to score the basketball more. He needs to be able to facilitate more. He was a natural point guard at Tulane, and we're just not seeing it right now as Daniels had another rough game, one of eight from the field, one for three from deep, finished with seven points, and as I said, those four personal fouls, and that's just not enough. And as we saw as Villanova chipped away at what was a 20-point deficit at one point, Daniels and Swider never got back in the game, and I think that's a little telling. That, that Wright has kind of lost trust in those guys. And that, you know, it, it's interesting to see Slater and Antoine and Dixon get those minutes late. Now, I understand you could just chalk this up to being a meaningless game, technically for Villanova with that one seed wrapped up. But I don't think it means nothing. 
I, I really don't. I think that's something to monitor here as we go into games. I mean everything in the Big East tournament and the NCAA tournament. So just just some red flags popping up there and will be something to monitor moving forward. On offense, it was mostly a disaster, as I said, but we do have to spotlight Jermaine Samuels, who put on a very strong performance and stepped up in a leadership role that Villanova sorely needed, especially once Justin Moore went out. Samuels finished 7 of 11 from the field, 21 points, and for me, 0 for 0 from 3. And that's huge because that we know that's not Samuel's game. While he's found ways as the season has progressed to knock down some more threes, I don't want him taking threes. I want him getting to the basket. And I think we saw him really exploiting his strength in this game, which was kind of that the pump fake, the jump cut in the lane, and use his strength and finish a contested layup. That's what Jermaine Samuels does. And a big thing that he's done as well is his free throw shooting is heavily improved over where it's been in past years. Finished 7 of 8 from the line today. That is another thing to point out that did not go Villanova's way today. Is a team that has been an elite free throw shooting team. Missed 9 free throws and finished 14 of 23. 61% from the line. And that is not going to get it done in March. They need to be much better than that. They have been much better than that, but not today. Uh, other one I want to look at is Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Now, he had another strong game on the boards. It's what Jeremiah does. He's one of the best rebounding you know, forwards in all of college basketball. But with Gillespie out, with Moore going down with the injury, with Caleb Daniels not giving them what they needed, Villanova needs a go-to guy. And they need someone that they can just get the ball down to his hands and he can put it in the basket. And Jeremiah, it just, he, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't exert that dominance in games that I think a lot of us expect him to do. He's a very good player. He's one of the better power forwards in the entire country. But Villanova needs him to score, and they need him to really step up and score. And 11 points today on 5 of 15 isn't going to get it done for them. So I'm hoping we see Robinson Earl really try and dominate games come the Big East tournament because he needs to. And he can be a little passive at times, but he just he needs to start to take over a little more if Villanova is going to be able to put together some sort of run. Now, switching over to the flip side, what is really negative about Villanova, it has been it's just it's been a broken record all season long is that there's just they cannot defend around the basket. They get absolutely torched by teams driving and they get annihilated by teams that have talented big men. And of course, Nate Watson is a talented big man, and he was very strong in this game. 20 points, uh, just really dominating in the paint for Providence. Of course, got the tip in as well to win the game with 2.8 seconds left on the clock. Uh, it's it's what Villanova struggles with. They don't have that interior presence. While Robinson Earl is a fantastic rebounder, he is not a rim protector. He is not a shot blocker. I mean, Jermaine Samuels is a very strong rebounder as a wing. He is not a big man and can struggle underneath the basket. We know Cole Swider is a mismatch every time he's underneath the basket. They just don't have the type of presence to be able to stop teams from this. And, you know, Providence did not shoot well from three at all. They only shot five of 20. That's 25%. Villanova was putrid from three as well, four of 18. But it didn't matter for Providence because they were able to get to the basket so often. And David Duke really exploited his quickness in being able to get to the basket, had that huge floater late in the game as well. It's Villanova's weakness rears its ugly head a lot. And it has, a you know, a ton recently. And it I do believe it is going to be their fatal flaw as we move through March here is that they struggle so terribly around the basket. So again, another thing to watch going forward. And then, you know, before we wrap up, 
I, I do and talk about moving forward for Villanova. I do want to spotlight Chris Archidiacono, who, you know what? I was really impressed by. There's no way he thought he was coming into this game, and he ends up playing 25 minutes of this game. And while he gave you very little on offense other than leading the team in assists, I thought he did a decent job. The offense, you know, with him facilitating things on offense, it looked fine. You know, it wasn't a complete disjointed mess with him out there. The problem is that he's not going to be able to score. And that is something that, as I've been talking about, Villanova desperately needs options to score. And he's just not going to give that to you. He's not explosive like Antoine. It's it's a different type of player there. But I, I think you saw him kind of organize things in a way that was a lot better than I thought it was going to be when he came out there. That's at least on the offensive end. And on defense, I think that's where most people would have been terrified to see him come in and try to match up against some of these bigger, stronger athletes. And he held his own. I thought we saw a ton of effort from him. He was flying all over the court. I thought his closeouts were really good. I thought he boxed out strong. You know, I coming out of this game, well, it's not flashy, of course, as he finished with zero points, four rebounds, and two assists. I still come away impressed with it. So uh, I think you at least have that. And you know what? I I would not be shocked if we see him get some minutes on Thursday in that opening round of the Big East tournament because I, I think he might have earned some of Coach Jay Wright's trust with his performance today. As we said, a very, very ugly one for Villanova in this loss and kind of the prospects of moving forward. Next game is that first, that noon game on the for the Big East tournament in the quarterfinal at Madison Square Garden. And everything really relies on Justin Moore because if Moore is out, the ceiling for this team is cut so drastically that they are just going to struggle. So all eyes will be on Justin Moore to see if he can make that return on Thursday. It's the Big East tournament. I'm sure there will be chaos either way. We're almost there. It's time to move into the postseason. I still remember doing the first recap here uh, with Emma after the first game in November. So it's crazy to think we are in March, but it is finally that time. And we'll see if Villanova can rebound and try to gain some momentum here at the Garden this week leading into the NCAA tournament. But all right, that will do it for us. Be on the lookout for our next episode, which will drop Wednesday morning. And you probably guessed it. It is a Big East tournament preview. We are super excited to bring that one to you. And of course, we'll be bringing you coverage throughout the week as well. But I'm Patrick Zhang. That'll do it for the Did You Hear podcast. And that's a wrap.